0: yeah uh, there we go and this is sort of a, a double double dose uh, podcast two at one
1: yes <laughs> yes everybody so, welcome out loud I'll, I'll throw this off the top hi everybody I'm a uh, checker fell oh, from the checkerboard kids and I am here right now with the members of questionable personalities podcast ladies and gentlemen I'm just throwing it out there there yeah. you go so. Hey.
0: This is Boris and Alex with Phil. Uh, I haven't, I haven't. Well, you guys haven't met, so Alex, Phil. Yeah. So
1: no, I've been checking out. I've been checking out a, your podcast, and and now I know about you. Uh, you're also uh, you they have you listed as Count Spatula, but but <laughs> well, I, I, the- <laughs> I know I know Boris, a long time director, educator, many things, but I don't know about Alex. So I'm, I'm very curious about. Who is this other character that's in the, in the mix over here? Who is Alex? What does he do? What's up with him? I'm just curious about that.
2: Uh, I'm the uh, Sancho Panza to his uh, uh, Don Quixote. <laughs> uh, I, I know. I, I, I see what you're doing. He's <laughs> stealing your lines. You yeah, believe in the dream, I
1: understand. <laughs> Excellent. Now now you guys go around you're, you're uh, interviewing actors, of course Suzanne Suzanne Muldowney, underdog yeah,
0: yeah. You can you can't skip Suzanne
1: yeah, yeah yeah, definitely oh hold it did you get did you get her a thing for Easter? yeah yeah I, I uh hold it she I
0: probably told you the same thing she told me, so
1: <laughs> yeah hold oh, it. no 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 uh this uh is the the what I like is this how that I have to share this with you real quick, which was share screen here we go. ah, here it is ta this, this was her latest artwork that she said. Did she send you this? You know wow. that she loves to draw. I try to encourage her to draw as much as she can. I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an art teacher, so when she did this, you know, she sent me this picture of Jesus. I was just like, okay, Sue, do your thing. I always try to encourage her to draw more and more. She's,
0: that's, you know? that's awesome. I like that the cave has a door.
1: Yeah, the cave has a door, and the, and the like. They roll away the stone, but the stone is like the. It looks like a vault door.
0: <laughs> then, yeah, I've seen there. some of her drawings, but th- that's a new one.
1: Yeah, I, I love. She would send me some of her old paintings. Like I, I got one of this old painting of her concept of uh, uh, some sort of. Oh, I think it was some sort of a uh, Olympic thing for space oh it was for uh the the moon the moon uh the moonwalk or something oh, the anniversary of the moonwalk that's when she wanted everybody everybody had to eat cross croissants because it was shaped like the moon that was her plan, that was her
0: plan. <laughs> i've never saw any of her paintings i've seen a few drawings when she yeah. slayed the wait who drew the one when she slays howard Stern as the dragon oh, that was, that, I, that I, was I you that. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Actually, sometimes she she gives me ideas for artwork. She was like, "I think everybody should do a scene from the Nativity, and um, put in characters." So what I did was I drew a picture of Underdog going back in time to the Nativity and witnessing the birth of Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, I, I wish you could find that drawing. I'm sure she's got it, but yeah, that was a nice one.
0: That's what, how many paintings does she have? I've never seen uh, any of them.
1: Well, well, not like painting painting. It was, no, it definitely looked painted. It was it was a it was a photograph of a painting of this uh, Apollo moon landing drawing. So her her concept of it, and it was like dancers. Man, I gotta find that thing. I'll have to include that in a shot, a side shot of it. But yeah, that that's so, really funny. All
0: right, so so. Uh... Last time I saw you was when we shot that the film with her. That was many years ago. Ah, uh, yes,
1: yes, the Underdog Jam. Um, yeah, that was that was some good stuff. And I tell you, yeah, yeah, had me at a uh, some really. You, you had me at my my heaviest I always use this as an example. Hold on, I'll sh- I always show this as an example of how I was rocking. So here I'll show that. This is me, <laughs> like. yeah yeah, so this this is the me that i'm sure you remember you know i'm gonna take it there well you were you already lost some weight but last time i saw you but at uh at by 2007 i was 296 pounds oh my damn that's uh 296 pounds that's a lot yeah yeah I, i remember those uh last filming sessions right around there i was so tired and puffy and bloated I, I saw I actually see some of that footage in, in the stuff that I see on the questionable podcast like you bring back that old footage and I was like oh yeah oh oh yeah I remember looking like that I remember hey that's how motivation hard it was to how hard it was to walk upstairs that was that was the
0: thing. I can you imagine imagine just putting a 50 pound cement bag in your back walking around with all day
1: oh on the front on the front yeah, anywhere. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Right now, everybody's in quarantine, so uh, everybody runs the risk of the quarantine fifteen. You know, they say everybody well, gaining fifteen pounds.
0: I've been working out twice a day now, just because I have nothing else to what do. You, well, then,
1: what are you doing? You're doing like this kind of jailhouse push-up sort of thing. Ab- I have a ab- I have person? a full
0: gym in my basement,
2: so Let's
1: see, that's the way to go. I'm, I'm all good. Yeah, I'm, I've switched
2: I'm to uh, I switched to tequila because that's the oh, least amount of calories.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm just sort of around the house. Actually, I've been—I'm—I'm I'm an educator, and I've been sitting around there working on uh, school stuff for kids. Like, I, I really—I pretty much do the equivalent. Like, in addition to my show, Checkerboard Kids, uh, pretty much for school, I do videos of—I do educational videos. Wait, I'll, I'll show you—show you what it looks like here if I if I can. Here, here is an example. Sorry, I. I you know, I like, as an art teacher, I love to share and show and share. So here, here is how it looks like. In art history, we are still talking about surrealists. Right. And today in Surrealism, we will be talking about Sigmund Freud and the influence he had over Surrealism. Now, Sigmund Freud was, uh, he was from a land called Austria. So Austria I basically, a uh, landlocked country in uh, Southern Europe, you know, bordering with like Germany and Czechoslovakia and stuff like that. Um, but he uh, created psychoanalysts, psychoanalysis. You can tell I'm just doing this off the top of my head. <laughs>
0: psychoanalysis. <laughs> nice preparation.
1: Psychoanalysis, <laughs> psychoanalysis, psychoanalysis, <laughs> And treating emotional disorders that involve treatment sessions, you know, um, like therapy, when people sit around and talk and they do stuff like um, free association, where. All right, but yeah, you, 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 you get the point. I'm basically like doing three television shows like that for my students. And um, I go on to the thing, and you could see the demographics, not the demo, like like the statistics, like you could see what the students are watching and how long they watch for. So it shows, they watch a little in the beginning, they watch a little in the end, maybe they pup, 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 to see if there's anything important, and I'm like busting my child doing these full-length videos, three of them, pulling all-nighters, doing this thing, and like, kids aren't even watching them. Yeah,
0: well, you know what, if I was that, what age are you teaching?
1: Uh, I teach high school, so, oh, and some middle school too, but high school basically, so let's say, 13 to 18, kind of like that five-year span in there.
0: Yeah, well, I can't blame. I probably wouldn't be watching anything either
1: if yeah, I was 13. Come on. They, got, they got some video game you know. They got some Animal Crossing to do, right? got some uh, – what is that? Uh, some some uh, TikTok videos to make. I'm sure the kids are all up to that.
0: Yeah, but that's, pretty, that's actually interesting. I'd rather watch your stuff than somebody just standing in front of the camera in, in a kitchen. Well, you
1: know what? <laughs> The future. I feel (laughs) right now at this moment in time, it is important for us to like to smash education as we know it, because now the, the 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 opportunity is ripe to change education. You know, all the time they're like. Oh, we will change education, and then some personal new person will get elected in, and then they're like, we'll change education, and a new thing will get elected in. We'll do it next time, next time, next time. Or the new way of um, grading, or it's the new, it's going to be this time. It's going to be this, or this time it's going to be the benchmarks, and this time it's going to be you know whatever. They always have some new buzzword. It's going to be the main point is education. Normally, remember what it's like. To, all right, you know, as an educator, well, I always teaches too. Right. So chalk and talk. Oh, you are excellent. So you know what's up. All right. So yeah. it's like they, they kind of do the chalk and talk here. We're in the front. Students are all there in rows. But what they're really doing is this old school thing. They want us to teach kids back then in the days, They were teaching kids how to be factory workers. Right. The boss is in the front. You are the things you do as the the, the person commands you. And that is what they were teaching. But that has been old and outdated for years. And they wouldn't change that mode because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's broke. So fix it. But they don't because another politics, more politics, more politics. It, you know, they don't want to change the thing. They just want to keep it going and changing and changing and changing it.
0: Well, it's a bureaucracy.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But now is the yeah. chance to break that thing because I'm like, all right, fine. I'm doing these things. I make these videos. The kids, yo, whatever time they're submitting the work at all sorts of crazy hours of the day. It doesn't matter because in this future, we could work as an educator. We work comfortably at home, right? We could work at home, right? And this is the way that it should be with a lot of the jobs now. Yeah, you
0: can it's, do it to a point. I mean, there are limits to that.
1: Truth, truth. But the main point is, I'm just saying, the the old bureaucracy of the chalk and talk and the teaching kids to be factory workers are done. Am I right?
2: Well...
0: Yeah, I would agree with most of that.
2: I think it's I think it might be broken two ways because that's not working. But then uh, some districts uh, are going to fully self-directed students, which works for some, the curious students, but it doesn't always work for um, the lazy students or the uh, students yeah. that just aren't interested in that, t- that subject. I actually think that uh, – uh, we should diversify more earlier, like different subjects um, that should be available to to different students to try to let them figure out what they're interested in so they can go in that direction and maybe um, pick a major, you know, in sure. quotes, or a, or a focus uh, earlier on. Well, what kind of majors are you talking about? Because, you know, there's opportunities. Things were
1: taken away from kids. Stuff like Home Act was taken away. Stuff like um, – you know, uh, shop, you know, the opportunity for electrical work, the opportunity for woodworking, the opportunity for carpentry. These jobs were just like, you know, there are things that everybody needs, but they are taken away, you know, yeah. why are these things not important anymore? I've been to some schools um, that were doing culinary stuff, and that was, that was pretty impressive. You know, all the students were saying, here, try this, and they come up there with these things. Um, so that's kind of nice. Like, cooking, yeah, I've yeah.
0: been to one. There was a Votech school, and their kitchen, the cafeteria, was all student work. You know, they were bringing, and it was really, it was good food. So,
2: and yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. I, I think that um, taking away shop because my school did it. They took away home ec, mm-hmm. um, and and people don't know how to raise
1: kids, it. so that was the opportunity to teach people to raise kids. And guys and girls should both have to take it.
2: Oh yeah, I agree. Um, but also, I mean, I feel like there should be other other topics that uh, you can explore. Um, sometimes they do a rocketry class. Wow! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there would be robotics classes, things like that. I, I I teach a robotics class as well. So you know. What to do. Um. So you know, the, and the more I try to expose them, I do a little filmmaking in most of my classes. Nice. Very important. So whatever I can get them into, so they know. You know, there are so many different fields to to occupy out there once they get a job mm-hmm. well well right now right now at
1: this moment in time um i don't know the even the word for this time that we are going through right now this plague this thing this you know it, it, the words for it aren't even out yet what this is i guess they'll, it'll be named afterwards um but this span of time um it, it uh, new jobs will come about let's like, even take even it was happening even before. Like if you were to tell me that somebody was going to be some sort of media influencer and that they would be making like, ho- like, hot like big Boku bucks, uh, I wouldn't have believed it. But there it is. You know, there's a whole bunch of jobs that were developed in the past couple of years that I nobody foresee, nobody foresaw at all. But now and. For, because of this thing that's happening now, I think new jobs and new opportunities and new things will be created that we can get in on or that people that hear it coming will be able to get in on. And hopefully that other people will not exploit because, you know, that's what they do. I'm just not trying to say anything. Well, that, that you know happens all the time. You know where they are. <laughs>
2: I, hey, think so they speaking, well, okay. I think Go they ahead definitely out. need uh, remote support staff for uh big media shows like mm-hmm. I watched Saturday night live last night and oh yeah I saw that too What'd it went think? pretty well but you know there's still a lot of things that they could they could fix mm-hmm.
0: well first of all that show needs to become funny
1: <laughs> oh ouch that burns right <laughs> uh, there, there were there some uh, there were some moments that, you know what I'm a big uh, proponent of the news, but but that's because anybody commenting on the news the news cycle that's funny to me you know, because it
0: needs to be looked well, at. T- today's media is hilarious. Uh-huh. It's it's <laughs> like the onion became mainstream news.
1: Exactly. Sometimes I have to fact check it. It's like, is this real or is this the onion or
0: is this, what, what yeah. am I seeing here? We, we remember, I mean, I don't know, we're about the same age. You remember when that new onion would come out in the city and you would grab the, and like now that's like CNN. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's
1: like just, everything now. It's just yeah. sad.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't even know what the hell's going on.
1: Alas, let's see. Hey, but
0: you brought up the, the pandemic and uh, you just got over it. You actually...
1: Yes, Yes, it, it was really funny too because there was a situation where, you know, you know, when you have that one student that's sick in the room and you're and like, <laughs> this, the, just words of COVID. And of course, all the kids were joking about it, joking about like, you know, oh, this person's got COVID or somebody coughs or it's, this person's got COVID, that person's yeah, got course. COVID. But there was this one kid in the room that was like really kind of always sick. And I was like, dude, you should really stay home. And he was just like, I can't. My dad keeps on sending me out because, you know, he said you can't stay home. And then I'm just like (laughs) – and then I started noticing the kid next to him started getting sick. And I was like, dude, you better stay home. And I remember the last day, Friday the 13th. I remember that. nice. It's Friday the 13th, and I was just like, dude, don't come to school. Like, you know, by by then, I think the idea was already – they were already trying to figure out if they were going to have school. or not. I was like, stay home. And uh, then on that Saturday, the 14th, I started noticing I'm becoming sick. Like, you know, that feeling that you feel like you're coming sick. And then I went through my sickness and it was like, I didn't go to school that Monday uh, because they didn't have students, but they still had teachers come in. And uh, I got like I went on video. With my doctor, and they were just like, "Oh, okay. You seem to have sickness. It's okay." And uh, so, so here we write you a note, and that's all good. And then that that's all cool. So then I was getting over that sickness, and then right at the end of the sickness, I'm like, "I'm great. I feel so much healthier. Everything's good." And then I was drinking, I was drinking my tea, and then I said, "Yo, there's something wrong with my tea. And like maybe I got a bad bag because this one tastes like nothing. I mean, <laughs> I love this tea. It's my most." flavorful tea and I was like there's something wrong with that and I was uh upset I was just like wait a second now this I didn't know about them talking about loss of sense of smelling and taste because what I was used to be obsessed with was you remember um the band in excess and the lead singer Michael Hutchins?
0: yeah yeah the guy who uh hung himself sort of
1: <laughs> yeah he did the, well his sort of thing but a lot of that mental illness that was going on over there um had to do with it, a, a brain injury that he uh got in a fight with a pedicab driver and it, he hurt his brain. He had suffered a traumatic brain injury and he lost his sense of taste and smell permanently oh, wow. because he didn't go directly to the doctor. And I was just like, um, and uh, from him doing that, he'd lost like, cause imagine you're like rich, you have money cause you're a rock star, but then you can't smell anything. You can't taste anything. You can't, you know, Food doesn't, you know, you can have the most expensive food and you can't taste it. So you became very depressed about that. And ultimately, I think it led to suicide. So me thinking about that, I was like, wait a second. So I cut it open, an onion, talking about the onion, and I smelled it and I couldn't smell anything. Like air was going into my nostrils and I couldn't smell it. And I was like, oh, snap. And um, then I opened up a thing of vinegar, couldn't smell that. I was like, what? I had a thing of essential oils. I had some peppermint and I I couldn't smell that either. And I was just like, I've lost my sense of taste and smell. That's it, I'm gonna commit suicide like like Michael Hutchins. And um, luckily for me, um, I talked to my doctor and I said, Doc, you know, you gotta help me. I'm, I'm quarantined in this house with all this stuff. I have all this great food and I can't taste it. I'm gonna kill myself. And he was just like, dude, relax. This is a thing. You know, you have COVID. I was like, nah! I have COVID, seriously. Cause I just thought I had a cold before. I kept on telling everybody, I have a cold. I don't have COVID, you know, but then I, I really legit had COVID. You know, I didn't have the fever, but I did have uh, body aches. I did have chills. I had that kind of stuff going on there. But then all of a sudden, this new thing of taste and smell started becoming a big a proponent of it, saying it's attacking some part of your brain that affects your taste and smell. So whatever the situation. So then the doctor, I was like, Doc, okay, so i got to come. Am I gonna, I'm going to come in and get a test, right? And he's like, no, don't come here. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> he's like, okay, I'll just write you a note, and you just stay away from everybody. Stay home. Don't make anybody sick. And I was like, I can do that. So basically, in the middle of all that, I'm still doing, making these videos for students. And, and I, I talk about like, like catching COVID and the whole nine in, in my videos. Of course, you none know, of the kids noticed it. The kids didn't see it. Um, but uh, at least <laughs> they don't <even> care. <laughs> exactly. They don't care. Um, and it's so funny because one of my classes I'm teaching, like, compassion. It's a it's a kind of an etiquette class. We're teaching compassion. We're teaching meditation. We're teaching all that kind of stuff. It's a the art of responsibility, and I teach that. And some of the kids are like, "Why I gotta learn this for?" And I'm like, "Whatever, man. It's gonna make you a better person." I don't care about being a better person. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Um, you know what? For every one kid that's saying that, I'm sure there are some kids, some kids that uh, that really want you know, this kind of education, at least uh, learning about etiquette and learning about being a better person, being more compassionate, being more empathic, you know, those kind of things, being more mindful, you know, I'm presenting it to them. You know what? I lay this, this toolkit at their feet and whether they're going to do it or not, it's on them. If they want that credit
0: or not. Yeah. Well, there used to be one old school method that used to work and no one uses it anymore. What? A belt belt.
1: Oh yeah, you know what? Funny that you should, you know, once upon a time, um early in my educational uh formation when I was uh, getting my masters, um I was trying to think of my doctorate. What was I going to do? What was I going to do for my doctorate? I was thinking like I was thinking um cuz l- cuz uh when I was younger, I had uh, gotten involved with a religious cult. So I had gotten re- involved with a religious cult and uh I didn't realize that I gotten involved in it. And I was deep in it real quick, you know, because, you know, the fellowship of the the people, they were really nice a situation called love bombing, which is very popular in cults. And, uh, I didn't realize it until, um, my ex-girlfriend and my friends, um, my, my one friend who's lost a cousin to this religious Uh, group uh he was very adamant on me getting out of there and they went out of their way and they got a um a deprogrammer to contact me and uh i remember speaking to that deprogrammer and they they just broke it down like why this group was a cult and they're like they're cutting you off from all your friends they're doing all these things and i was like yeah they are and they have enigmatic leaders and and they're kind of manipulating you into giving them all your money. And they want your social security card number. They want you to tie all this dough. And I was just like, yeah, they do. They do that. And then, like, you know, you go through this thing in your head. You're like, oh, snap. They were right. I've been, you know, you know, got involved with this thing. And then I learned, like, ah, I'm so stupid. I got, got hoodwinked by this group. And then um, I learned that uh, what the, the, the person told me is that a lot of people that are really kind of smart get pulled into cult situations like that because they are – you know, they're always thinking, they're always seeking, they're looking for something, and they get pulled into this. They get pulled into these things. And so I realized that uh, I was just looking for something. I was looking for something, and this happened to be the thing at the time. So still smarting from that. I've had a lot of time to, to work that out and, and go through some therapy about that. And um, by doing that, I was thinking for my, my dissertation for my, for my doctorate, I wanted to think about, like, how – um, brainwashing could be used for good things, like education and like making kids smarter <laughs> that don't want to do work, like you know those lazy kids we were talking about, and how if we brainwash them into believing like video games and stuff like that, that'll that'll make them like an education sort of thing so that they will want to do school stuff and be smarter instead of being dumb and wasting away their lives. But I was like, this is going to be my dissertation. This is the thing that I'm going to do. and I should do all the research for that. And when I started getting it all together, I was like, and what if the government suddenly said, hey, we really like your research. We want to expand this to all the educational situations in New York, not even New York and beyond in the whole world. And I was like, Oh, yeah, because we want to use brainwashing for good, for the good. I was like, maybe I don't want to do that because maybe it could be a bad thing for the future. Maybe free will is okay. Maybe free will is an all right idea.
0: <laughs> who'd, have, who'd have thought that? Now, which which cult was, was that? I remember you telling me that story years yeah. ago. Yeah, all right.
1: Uh, well, I ain't actually in my game. I, I, I don't know if they're still around. The International Churches of Christ. I was involved with those guys a hot minute. And I, I don't want anybody at me and being all like, that church wasn't a cult. Bro, look it up. <laughs> put the name of the church and put cult next to it and then do a, a little search on that and tell me what you turn up. Just saying. Don't try to at me and be all like it wasn't a cult, dude. It was a cult. Just saying. Yeah, at least it was
0: international.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were international, man. They they were do- They had all the continents held down.
0: Now you you're doing uh, Czechoslovak kids for what twenty some years now?
1: Well, let's see, 1995. I think by then we started really rolling legit on that show. So 1995 to now. Whoa, what is that? Like 25 years. 25 now? years, yeah. Holy smokes! Yeah, September it'll be 25 years. Holy smokes! Yeah, and actually, I was just talking to uh, my old co-host Cinnamon the other day, and uh, me and the mass Mutant really don't roll like that anymore. But no, it is what it is, man. You know, we had a good, we had a good run.
0: Yeah, well, things happen, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, people grow apart
0: sometimes. So that was Cinnamon. It's
1: so funny. It's so funny. Uh, Cinnamon Studio, or actually, me and Cinnamon were married for for a bunch of years. I know. Yeah, yep. yeah. We actually, we were married on the on the season on the finale. show. Yeah, the, no, uh, the TV the, the, show. Richard,
0: yeah, Richard's yeah. show, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oddbell on uh, MTV. That was yep. that was a good one.
0: That and Suzanne awesome. sang the the song for you guys.
1: Yeah, she sang. We've only just begun. That's that right.
0: I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was wow. I tell you, I love that song till this day, for sure. So yeah, it's funny.
0: she's doing okay
1: uh cinnamon yeah the, the lovely cinnamon still lovely still still doing the thing so she's she's
0: so you're you're just hosting that show alone now is that what it is yeah we're
1: hosting it solo it's okay it's a hard burden to take but i, I can shoulder it <laughs> it's all good. well look at it now now i'm doing it alone any way because of this
0: yeah where it's everything cool. is remote
1: yeah yeah oh well it's funny because luckily from for me like right before um the Every, all these quarantine stuff went down. I, uh, leap year, Leap year, Suzanne came down. Well, Downey came down, and we filmed a couple of episodes. So now I have to do all the editing. She just called me today to remind me. It's, it's so funny because, like, you see, you see her on, 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 on your, your podcast, and you see her on my show, and, and it's just like, everybody's just like, oh, that's so cool and that, that you get to, like, interact with Suzanne like this. I'm like, but, yeah, I interact with Suzanne every day. <laughs> so on the day.
0: I well she'll definitely. keep calling like twenty yeah, times a day. Like, so. like
1: today, um it's it's Easter, so she called and she was watching uh the Brady Bunch marathon. And um and it's like I'm interviewing her, but just for me. I'm just like, Hey Suzanne, uh do you have any favorite member of the Brady Bunch? And she's like, Nope. Don't. I said, Do you have a favorite episode? She goes, I believe it was in the first season there was an episode where the boys were practicing baseball and um the 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 girls were making some sort of meal and uh they decided they were kind of uh fighting the parents were fighting them to see who had a harder job and uh their uh the the mother ended up teaching the boys about playing baseball and uh, the the father was helping Marcia prepare the meal. And I said, and hilarity ensued? And she's like, <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So there's never I, a
0: short answer.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I have a show with Suzanne every day of my life. Well, how how did you meet her? Oh, oh man, oh man, yeah. It's it's through it's through Beyond Vaudeville. What happens is uh early in the days of Beyond Vaudeville, they used to do um well, I used to I used to watch them on a uh, public access cable, which the public access cable that i my show is on now. Um Vaudeville was always inspiring to me. And uh Suzanne was always a guest performer. And they used to do uh once a year they would have a live show um at a comedy club. Caroline's right, I remember. And uh mm, okay. And uh sorry, I gotta take that off the screen. Okay. So what happens is uh So it would be at Caroline's and there would always be some guest host. and I wanted to meet Suzanne. I had drawn these pictures of all the Beyond Vaudeville staff. I drew like Joey the Monkey and I drew David fighting with Joey the Monkey and I drew Frank Hope and I drew a picture of Suzanne. And uh, I remember uh, since they would film, they would film down the block from where I was. And I remember uh, coming down to the show once, I think it was for a Halloween episode and I brought these drawings and I got to show them live on the air, and they were saying, hey, well, we're going to do this live thing, and Suzanne's going to be there. Why don't you come and meet her? And I was like, yeah, definitely, I'm do- doing that. So I got to meet Suzanne, and she really, really liked the drawings, and she was saying that she's going to do this thing on, um, she's going to be at Coney Island for the Mermaid Parade, and I was like, I don't know about that. All right, all right, I'll go, I'll go. So I went to the Mermaid Parade, and Frank Hope, Rich, was uh, there escorting Suzanne around, and uh, and uh at the at the end of the parade rich was like hey why don't you bring suzanne next year <laughs> and i was just like She's... okay that'll be great
2: i'll do uh, it
1: he got I stuck with her four years of doing it okay <laughs> And I, I, you know what, I don't mind. You, you've been with us on that thing, It's yeah. and hilarity ensues. Um, you know, stuff like, you know, the putting on of her her sunscreen and, and all that stuff. Uh, you know, it's just part of the thing. It's part of the jo- jovialty of, of, of Coney Island and her getting distressed at inappropriately dressed mermaids. And, you know, and, and we got to see that parade over 25 years evolve. And you know what, Suzanne? Won a couple of awards on that thing. She won a couple of times, and uh, I, I think ultimately, right before they 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 uh, before she stopped doing it, um, which was last year. There was a year that she, um, her her bus didn't match up, and she couldn't make it. She was she was crestfallen because it was it would have been her twenty fifth her diamond anniversary of of doing a you know the the Mermaid Parade. She didn't. get well,
0: to. Why did she stop going? She decided to stop.
1: Well. She said, "Well, for one thing, I think she got tired of it. But also, she was just like the immodestly dressed people. It's just too much for her. Um, but I was like, you know, they they separated them. They would have the immodestly dressed people in one thing, and and then they have the front, uh, the front of the parade people, where where she would be." But still, nope. She wasn't having any of it. She was, I guess, the concept would be like uh, back in the days where smoking was allowed in airplane. So it'd be there'd be a smoking section and a non-smoking section. But in an airplane, all the air circulated. So guess what? Everybody's in smoking section. So <laughs> so she's like, the modesty was everywhere. I don't know. It's like coronavirus. It's everywhere. It doesn't matter if they're if they're if they're uh, you know they're showing signs or if they're they're asymptomatic. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got it. So that would be the equivalent, to everything, But yeah. So that's how I met her. Do you guys do the show with Rich a couple of years did, back? Did I get oh yes. Um last time um I came I came out, they they were doing a reunion show in oh, for um, beyond vaudeville? Yeah, for beyond vaudeville and performing in um in Philadelphia. And uh, when I heard that they were doing that, man, I had to go. Like I stopped I like I made like a special trip. To go out there, be there with Suzanne and Rich and, and the rest of the crew. I mean, just, just to see, you know, David back doing the thing, and you know, uh, the, they have the footage on the Beyond Vaudeville. Uh, yeah, I see their website. know uh, is
0: Rich still in L.A.? Or?
1: Yeah, yeah, he runs. He runs the Beyond Vaudeville uh, channel. He runs the Beyond Vaudeville uh, uh, group on um, on Facebook. He runs it on uh, YouTube he's got stuff going on and he's got all the old footage. So he's putting it up. I love it. Yeah, so, no, it's just, great.
0: Last yeah, time I, I saw him, we were in Kimmel. That, that's the last time he, I saw oh, him. So Jimmy that was a long Kimmel time a ago too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a, oh, when, 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 when Suzanne performed there. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You know, she was, you know, Jimmy Kimmel broke her heart. I remember them. Uh, I, <laughs> I think even on the Stern show, they were asking Kimmel, like, you know, come on, are you going to have Suzanne another shot or something like that? Uh, she, she, uh, actually she said, the show has changed over the years, so I don't know if I want to go on. But I, I, think it's a case of not, not being a part of a club that you're not like. You know, if they don't want me, then darn it, I don't want to be on it. You know, I don't think she would say it like that, but I'm saying it like that. So
0: whatever. She did her figure jogging.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, that was that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, nowadays when we do shows and stuff, she just she just wants to talk. She wants to talk about. She's like, she's getting older, so. yeah. But you know what? She's got a lot to talk about. So that's what that's why I always used to like in opportunities when I get to talk to Julie or any of them, uh, I would say, yo, you should really seriously, you know, think about like giving Sue a show. Like if they if they gave people like Riley a show, like he like he he'd expound all his uh, conspiracy theories and about aliens and things like that. He got rest his soul. And, yeah, he died. Right? Uh, yeah, he did die. And what happens is, um his show was doing good, you know, it was a thing. So I think, like, I think they tried with Suzanne, you know, to do, like, a show where, you know, and they would funnel in callers that would talk to her, and they they know, don't act like a jackass, be okay. No, like, going to all, like, blah, blah, because, dude, you're on Sirius Network. Everybody knows what you're there for. So you don't have to, like, do the thing, you know. Just sit there and just enjoy this. Let Suzanne be as suzanne as she's going to be. And that's that's what you know. I always recommend that. I think that would be the best for her. Also, uh, I I always try to encourage her. I was talking to a um, a writer person that that she should really team up with, and she should write like memoirs or something like that. I, and you know what? Uh, and then on the low, honestly, between me and you, I think that that Stern should back it, like back the thing, and like make the money for for there to be a, like a documentary, not a documentary to uh, to make a. a a TV movie about Suzanne and about like her life, her childhood and things like that. And uh, I say, get that woman that does the voice, that woman that does that spot on Suzanne voice.
0: Oh, like, I, I'd see I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to it starting years. So I yeah, don't know if to yeah, have there, somebody who does the imitation. Yeah. yeah there's a
1: woman that does a really good Suzanne imitation. And I think like, you know, she's kind of young, I guess. So she, she could play Suzanne and, and, you know, <laughs> just do, do it then do it. Like do it, but do it
2: seriously.
1: Because that's what, that's how Suzanne would do it. Like, you know, Suzanne was always about serious. So do a serious TV movie about her and her childhood. Because you, you've you seen the traumas that she endured in school, the, the stuff with her family. It's like all, it's like another brick and wall. It's like all these different things that led to Suzanne being, where her only refuge was dance and Underdog, and then when they took Underdog away from her, then she started going for Vlad the Impaler. Like, we could go through these things, we can see what created this evolution of this person. And it would be
2: the most lifetimeiest of lifetime movies,
1: yes. And I say, go for it, like, camp it up. Uh, and would, I tell you, I, be, like it, I, bet, I bet it would get awards, I bet it would get awards. Maybe
0: John
1: yeah, yeah, and then Is there,
0: they, isn't she in all the Lifetime movies? Yeah, uh, John Stamos. No, no, Judith Light.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. her in there. Get her. Um, I say get get all the Lifetime movie people in there and have them like produce it. Like you know, throw Stern will, Stern will throw the money for it on the low and and then you know do this thing, but like take it serious. And if they take it serious, I bet it would get like TV awards. I bet. I bet because it's so the subject. Suzanne is so compelling but of course there's a whole bunch of different uh, things you know you got to get the rights to the underdog stuff and then how are you going to reference Stern himself and in, in this thing are you going to are you going to reenact those scenes too that'd be funny to have somebody playing him you know it might
2: have to be a miniseries or a film oh
1: film. Yo, yes Netflix that would be awesome say it again oh my god instead of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Game of Dogs. Yes. Yeah. The,
0: the funny thing with her is that she took the most ridiculous character you can find and mm-hmm. to, to make it serious.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and then about. It, you know what?
1: It all goes back to her parents. Her parents were saying, no, don't do that. Because even, like, you know, there was times that even she, it was definitely discussed on, on the thing, that even when she was a, they, they gave her a creative writing assignment. Her parents took the assignment and tore it up because it wasn't based on reality. But also, they. I tried, you know,
0: they passed away since, but when we were shooting yes. the film, I, I tried, I did email with her mother,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, but they didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And I'm curious to see how much, I mean, there's no way to know now, but, how much of it was actually true and how much is just her uh, version of things?
1: Yes, you know what they say, there's three sides to every story, your side, my side, and the cold, hard truth. Because, yeah, with her disability
0: or whatever, you know, whatever autism, whatever spectrum that she's on, whatever. Back then, no one knew anything about it, so I'm sure that that's part of it. The second is that that's how she sees it you know who knows maybe, maybe they didn't
2: you know yeah, do any imagine, of
0: that. imagine her parents are like
1: this epic swinging the like couple and they're like oh there's our daughter that's you know you know always getting upset but
0: yeah i mean who but, knows what the reality was
1: over there were years of just hearing her side of it and hearing like because she 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 is one for pinpoint accuracy when when it comes to her talking about certain things and like remembering how a day was like seriously um, she could tell you off the top. I remember her telling me off the top um, when my birthday was. And I told her when my birthday was, and she said, You were born on a Thursday. Because it was like Rain it. Man. Yeah, exactly. So her ability to pinpoint accuracy, certain things, and her descriptions that she would say about stuff <laughs> about her parents and things like that, and just the clarity with which she spoke, I would be like, because. I would be like, "This is serious. This is real. The stuff that she's really talking about is the real situations." I don't know. She convinced me, and I'm a believer. But you know, that's no. I drank the Suzanne Kool Aid years ago, so. You well, know. <laughs> you joined another cult. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, the cult of underdog, which was much much funner, much more. Yeah, she didn't
0: ask for your social security.
1: <laughs> yeah, she didn't ask for any of that, you know. But I gladly gave my time, and uh, you know. It's it's been it's been a wild ride. It's been it's been met a lot of cool people along the way, got to do a whole bunch of stuff. So it's been good, man. I love yeah. it. Well and yeah. it, like, Oh, and like I would say, um when I was sick, I remember being sick in bed with this COVID thing, and um I remember her calling me and I picked up the phone because I always pick up the phone for her, you know, say what's up sometimes. But but yes, yeah, so I picked up the phone and she says I pray for you many times throughout the day in Latin, and I said, oh, "Would you do it now?" And she did in Latin. So she well, she prayed. Maybe
0: for me that's on. where we get over. It.
1: Yeah, you know what? I, I don't. You don't know what's the thing that does the thing, but whatever it is, I'm grateful. I'm always grateful to her. So it'd be funny if that was. If it's the thing that does it, you know, I'm all for it.
0: But well, she has the letter from the Pope. Did you ever see that?
1: No. She oh, got a letter
0: from the Pope. Which Pope? Well, I think it was John the Second. John Paul the
1: Second? Oh, but, but it's,
0: it. you know, I don't think she knows it's a form letter. Like anyone that writes the Vatican gets the same oh. form letter. But she has a frame that she, she's very proud of. It.
1: Right on. Let her have that.
0: Oh, I'm, I'm not going to crush her dream and tell her to form letter to sprint it to everyone.
1: You know what? Um, that's another thing I love about Suzanne. She has all these different things in her houses, in her house. And um, the thing that I, I really like, it you know, she has like, you know, various different things like Jesus, underdog and all that stuff. And then there's this, this statue of like Caesar. I was like, yo, what's up with that? And I'm like, she's just like, yes, you know. Uh, sometimes I have a Roman banquet at my home on certain oh. holidays. <laughs> you know? It's
0: her version of it. It's completely ridiculous.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. She, everything is screen accurate. She wears her toga and she lays out all these different foods that, are, are, that are, were only available in Roman times. Things like olives and other stuff like that. She has all those special you know, things.
0: Like Arby's Roast Beef Sandwich.
1: Well, that, that, that that's all day, every day. Man, I hope Arby doesn't go out of business. I mean, speaking as a person that doesn't eat meat, but let a sister live, man. Let her have what she needs to have to live. That's all I'm saying. Hmm? I'm sorry, man. You keep cutting out. I got to hear oh, you.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'll maybe I'll get closer to the phone. Uh, no, so usually I'll, I'll get her like, you know, a dozen of them when I'm driving by. She freezes them.
1: Aww. Yeah, see, that's good. That's good. So she'll, never, she'll have a never-ending supply. It's very important to have a, a deep pantry. And for her, a deep pantry of Arby's roast beef sandwiches.
0: But she lives, you know, hours away from me, so I'm not I'm going to get to see her.
1: All right, so she must be really happy, though, when she sees us. She's like, "Horace, I'm so happy to see you. Give me those sandwiches.
0: Yeah, well, Alex <laughs> uh, and his wife dropped once. But the first episode we did, you guys brought her bunch of RB
2: sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. My wife insisted. She loves She loves uh, Suzanne. She feels the same way. She needs what she can get. Yeah, you know what?
1: I, I really love that the, uh, there's, like, you know, all people really hear about is the people that grate on Suzanne's nerves that upset her, but you don't realize that there is a whole, like, army of people that enable Suzanne <laughs> I mean, that basically... Like of which you guys are a part of this, you know. We're a part of like all these different people, and you will run into people like in each each city. There's people like there's one city uh, where where David is, like David Chaka. He he, right. he handles her for for the New Jersey parades and stuff like that. And then there's uh there there's a uh, uh, Baltimore where there's Violet Lavoie. and then she yeah. she's like the person that holds her down in in, in uh, Baltimore. And then there's Philadelphia, and there's like there's this network. Of people that we all know each other and and it's kind of like we could talk and like make sure Suzanne's okay you know what I mean
2: we envy her rich inner life
1: yeah you know yeah but but I I like it to keep going as long as it can go and uh she might think like you know she I, I I tell her the stuff that I put up I put it up on currently on on my blog like a lot of the stuff that she writes and and all her things, like just to archive it, just to have it all out there. So God forbid when she passes, but inevitably we all pass, um, that that stuff will be up forever. And I'm sure that's that people-
0: Mention your blogs if somebody's watching this. Oh or yeah, it, it's,
1: it's Checker Phil's top secret blog. And I have a lot of Suzanne stuff there, but I hope to just get a website for an, all Suzanne and just put all the Suzanne stuff up on one spot. We, uh, we used to have one uh, in the early days called the Downeyville, And you could still- I remember that. Yeah, Muldowneyville is still up there. Like, I don't have access to the codes anymore, but it's up there forever. All this old Suzanne stuff is up there forever. And that's what I want. I want her to know that, you know, people might find it silly and people might, you know, poo-poo her now. Like, you know, there's people that are in her life that are always, like, still shaming her. Like, Suzanne, you're going too far and all that stuff. Come on, don't, you know don't hate the play I hate the game you know she is living her best life while you are sitting there like living in this box with blinders on doing what you need to do every day while Suzanne is living she is like Yolo like you know she's the person like she's she's doing she's living her dream right now she's doing her thing she only wishes she could do more like she has to like you know she works and stuff like that but she's like you know she's willing to do what she got she would she would sooner just be doing this thing 24 seven. And I'm sure the whole parade thing, cause she still had parades planned and she was planning to go do them. Mm-hmm. And she had to cancel a whole budget. Like, uh, people would call and say, dude, you got to talk to Suzanne and tell her, don't do this. Don't go out to this parade. And but they
0: probably canceled the parades anyway.
1: Yeah. They canceled the parade. So luckily that, that kept the situation, but I was able to talk to Sue and say, yo, this is kind of a dangerous situation. For God's sake, don't do that. And I don't know partially she was listening to me, but partially, uh, it got canceled too. So
0: Uh, she does what she's going to do. It does. There's no talking to her.
1: Yeah. Sue's going to, Sue's going to do what Sue's going to do. And that is, it's the best. I love her exactly as she is. And you know what I, I always think, you know, one of the things I always say, speaking of loving a person exactly for who they are. Um, I always think of like Mr. Rogers, like, you know, like Mr. Rogers, uh, Fred Rogers did all these good things, did all this stuff. And then I I believe that years and years and years later, like one day, Mr. Rogers will be like a religion. And like he did all he did all this music, he wrote all these books, he did all these things, he has all these shows, and like people in the future, and not now, like millennium from now, will look at Mr. Rogers' teachings and stuff like that, and that'll be the new religions you know what i mean i mean of course mr rogers would be completely against that but things get away from people ask jesus i'm sure like he had like a plan like all right i'm trying to do this political thing for my people and then all of a sudden everybody all over the world are up to things and it's like it's this jesus it's this blonde hair blue eyed jesus it's this black jesus it's this yeah 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 <laughs> gotcha, 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 i and, think yeah, he was
0: idea. he was just working on some ikea cabinets
1: Hmm. Well, let's, let's see if you can make those things happen. All right. But, but the main point is, aside of the Mr. Rogers thing, I was thinking like when the, the future, like all this Suzanne stuff will one day resurface and people will be like many, many years after you, I, and our, she had all passed from this mortal plane. Like people will look back on this and go, this woman was a genius. Like may think of it like this, like, Uh, Van Gogh Van Gogh Van Gogh uh, only sold like one painting he got about 70 bucks for it while after his death and his he got one painting 70 bucks and his brother was an art dealer (laughs) yeah I was gonna say
0: he got that from his brother
1: (laughs) his brother was an art dealer he still couldn't sell painting because he was before his time he was way before his time so that now all his paintings are worth Millions and billions of dollars. Now his story has been portrayed so many times by so many actors. Like who knows? Like in the future, somebody will like think like Suzanne. She was an artistic dancing genius. The camel spins. The various different dances that she would do. The spotlight spacewalk all these things are lauded. There will be museums of Suzanne everywhere and the old footage will be there. Hey, my life as an underdog will be there in that, in that thing played on a loop. So for people to see, I'm sure episodes of my show will be there. <laughs> the questionable personalities podcast will be on there and loops in this museum and whatever version of that people will be able to check it out and be like this woman, you know, people will be writing, uh, their, uh, equivalent of a dissertation on Suzanne and, and her, her uh,
2: the things that she gave to society and, and to the world.
1: Would that there is be-
2: but one god and underdog and Suzanne is his prophet.
1: Wouldn't that be friggin' weird? Wouldn't that be the strangest thing in the future if that, if something like that happened? You know, I personally believe my concept of a higher power things like that is believes in different quantum realities and quantum realms all happening simultaneously. And I would really like that, like kind of like a cloud Atlas, like suddenly like this person that did all these things uh, would be like the person like, you know, that gets to be like the future version of, like religious person
2: that would be crazy that would be the that, best that would be the lighter timeline
1: yes yes that would be that would be that would be the, like you know like the good place or stuff like that that kind of stuff like that that reality I'd and everybody's
0: it. doing figure jogging
1: that's yeah, the only workout you can jogging, do they're doing things that people would be like you know like uh, with the uh, Signs of Suzanne are like, you know, doing the sign of Suzanne or having like little medallions with her picture in it. I don't see that best. <laughs> whole Whole religious sects based on it. Hey, I, wonder, you know I
0: wonder if she would like that.
1: That, you know, that would mean if, if she got to be the religious deity, we would get to be like her prophets. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be a completely different painting of the Last Supper.
1: Yeah, oh, that would be so awesome. Wow. We have,
0: well, just roast beef sandwiches.
1: Uh, yes. Oh, yes.
0: Phil, you're not getting anything.
1: I'm not. Don't worry. Don't worry. As, as a vegan, I always bring my own lunch wherever I go. It's all good. I'm, I'm with it. But, uh, man. So, so, you know what? This it, Like, even though some people think, oh, this is the end of the world. This is like all this stuff. And uh, this is the worst. This is Black Mirror. This is the worst case scenario timeline. But look at us right now sitting there talking about all these different possible realities and possible timelines. It's okay you know what, I'm not scared or upset about any of these things, and it's true. I could die tomorrow. Hey, yo, play play <laughs> this footage after I die, and be like, all oh, like, he sad. <laughs> well,
0: you 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 have it already, so you're probably immune at this point.
1: Yeah, but, you know, anything could happen. I'm hearing about people getting reinfected and all these things. That's but, right, yeah. Or cats catching it, so you better be careful. They're talking about tigers getting it, and all oh, cats, possibly. I don't want them to start, like, the president gets wind of that, he's going to start, like, trying to find ways to kill all the cats. That'd be the worst. Like, <laughs> Uh, Suzanne will out. be really upset. Oh, yeah. She, you better understand that she's going to come out there and try to protect some cats. She will not be having that.
0: No, she, that's oh, not she'll happening. The
1: cat lady uh, as Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. she, we, we filmed some footage of it for the anniversary of uh, Catwoman. Uh, think, Is it? Yeah, yeah. For the, I think it's either the 80th anniversary of Catwoman. Yeah, or 80th or 60th. I, I'll have to take a look at the footage. But, yeah, it's the anniversary of Catwoman, ladies and gentlemen. And Suzanne is dressed in her Catwomanly outfit, Catwomanly best. And she actually went through the different Catwomen and said who her favorite Catwoman was and who her favorite wh- one that was perfect and the one that she but thinks it was did
0: she like Earth the Kid or no?
1: Uh, I mentioned Earth the Kid. She thought she was okay. I think she was a Julie Newmar fan. Oh, really? But uh, the one that she did not like the most was Haley Berry because she dressed too modestly. Oh uh, well. So you saw that one coming. Wasn't and the also, acting, and also her movie sucked. All oh, right, My God. <laughs> you know I didn't make a movie, so I, I I have no right to to judge that. But hey, I like a good comic book movie, and you know what, DC's still struggling to make a good a uh, good a uh, good movie. I mean, seriously, am I saying? Stop me if I'm saying the truth. Uh, Aquaman was pretty good. I
0: don't I'm watch any of them, so <laughs> the same. Yeah, hey, Mars. We get should. It.
2: Um, we should show, uh, Suzanne Tiger King and get a reaction video. Oh, oh
0: that would be yeah. funny. I, I haven't yeah. seen that. I've seen a couple of clips, but from what I hear and what people tell me, it's, uh, it's, it's, pretty ridiculous.
1: Yeah, People are saying he might be the next president of the United States. It could possibly happen.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would just vote for a tiger.
1: Uh, yeah. If that's his, if that's his, uh, if that's his, uh, running mate, I'm sure that could happen.
0: That would be really but, funny.
1: But, uh, like, come on. It, it isn't too far from idiocracy.
0: Right. No, the, the, who knew that Mike Judge was a prophet?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there, there's the next religion. <laughs> yeah, if there.
0: anything, Mike Judge will be the next Jesus.
1: Yes. <laughs> hey, all hail is his, his prophet, Phoebus and Butthead,
0: yes. Yeah, well, I would. <laughs>
1: that is the future.
0: Now, on your, on your show, yeah. besides they, Suzanne. They
1: the teepee for the bunghole. They knew about that. that, that well, let's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they knew uh, that toilet paper would be very important.
0: There you go. See, beefs and Butthead, and Mike Judge.
1: <laughs> not judging them, but... Yeah.
0: No, not at all. I love beefs and Butthead. Now,
1: now, you were saying something about Suzanne?
0: No, I was saying that your show, I mean, you have Suzanne on, but it's mostly show that features music artists yeah. of ska music or
1: yeah. a lot of ska music when i can get it um you know because ska isn't as frequent as it used to be you know so uh i get some other bands in there you know friends people i like and uh people that I I, I I try to get music in there that's usually not not popular or not you know part of the mainstream so you know swimming in the mainstream is such a lame dream but you know what just doing just getting getting music out there that for people to check out.
0: And so one one lady on your on your show, and I so, I'm so bad with names. So half time I forget my own, but she is, has this like comic kind of funny dirty lyrics, and I really liked it. But oh, you're talking <laughs> about really dirty,
1: Delphina.
0: Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I saw her. She was Delphino. funny. I saw yeah. that. It was hilarious. Yeah,
1: that was many many years ago. She she is. She went on to have a baby, had a kid, okay. and um, she, I think, was doing a lot of comedy shows and stuff like that. I'm sure if you look up the name, Jessica Delfino, and comedy, you will find her still doing her thing. Probably still doing a couple of dirty songs in there, too. I'm sure well, it you-
0: seemed like a stand-up routine when I saw yeah. it on your show. Was, yeah, it was kind yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. So I could see why she would do yeah, that kind of
1: stuff. Yeah, so she does the stand-up stuff, and the, but I think she moved into, like, like leading shows. Cause remember that actually those episodes were many, many years ago. So I'm sure she's branched out since then doing her thing.
0: Well, also with uh, beyond vaudeville, a lot of those acts ended up in Stern. So people thought that Stern discovered them. No, he yeah, was probably just did, watching. Did, like, or, did, like
1: Fruity nut cake and yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, that, that, that all came from beyond vaudeville. You
0: know? Yeah. So it was probably, I don't know. Somebody was watching that show and just yeah, taking sure. guests from rich. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: It's all good. You know what? Uh, you know, take it where you can get it and, and it all it all, all moves back so people all people that want to see where the real action's coming will, will find the archive beyond vaudeville stuff and see those those old episodes now on, on the on the YouTube and also seeing them on 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 online. It's just like it's really great. Like the people like I think they have William Gaines from Mad Magazine and like all these people, like all these different actors and it's real like, the equivalent of, like, they used to have all these tchotchkes all over the place, all these tchotchkes, all the, so people that were, like, tchotchkes, you know what I mean? All, all these different people, the double rubio triplets, or, you know, you know, all these different things, you know, so it's it's just something to go back there. Yeah, a but that's such,
0: such a great show, but it was local, so unless you had the Manhattan access, you didn't see it. Yeah, well, that's now, why now, now you can the see The whole
1: it. world could have it, Yes!
0: But there was one show when, when that show went to MTV. Uh-huh. Uh, there was one show when Suzanne was on and Fergie was on it. And it was the, it yeah. was the funniest.
1: I was there for that episode. I was there behind the scenes for that. She was as, uh, she was as Vlad the Impaler. And Fergie okay. was in a band called it was a Wild girl band. Orchid. Yeah, Wild right. Orchid was her band. And I remember meeting her. She was really friendly and nice. I took pictures with them, and I was just like, "Yeah!" I didn't know in the future that she would end up teaming up with Black Eyed Peas and uh, becoming as big as she is now. So that's crazy. But yeah, Suzanne and and Fergie, that's something. Oh, I think I think I think uh, uh, Fergie might have upset. <laughs> But it's not easy to upset
0: Suzanne. Man. I always like when she's on the show with uh, well, that show, if people can go look that up. Or when she did Kimmel, she was right before David Allen Greer. Ah. And I think they were sitting next to each other. And I don't think he knew that this was serious. Oh, he yeah. He thought it was a joke, like Andy Kaufman kind of thing. Uh huh. And it, if anyone could look that up, I don't know if you can find that episode. Oh, God, but
1: I, you know, I don't it, think that footage is out there. They should really put that up. I
0: have it because Rich sent me. I have a DVD of that somewhere.
1: Oh, dude, dude, dude. Yeah, definitely. Well,
0: I if, should find cat, it. Yeah. He
1: should, he should put it up. Yeah. But
0: it was up for a long time, but then I think uh network took it down.
1: Yeah, see?
0: But I have the footage. It would be funny to get her to comment on it. Maybe I can do it that yeah. way.
1: Yo, on the low, you can put it up on Vimeo you know, well, you know they they're slow to they're slow to like people say hey do you, you you put that thing up on vimeo you got to take that down like um I love it with you all the times that i did uh that they they used some of they used the the footage from my show on stern show like i would do a react video to it mm-hmm. you know listening to it and react to it and um if i put it up on my youtube channel SiriusXM xm would make me take it down i'm like but yo but they use your my show <laughs> but they weren't trying to hear me, though, because you were still using Howard Trane's voice. But then on the low, I just went over there, and I put it up on Vimeo, and nobody noticed. It's okay.
0: Well, the funny part I is, if I find that clip, I'll put it up, because in the middle of her talking to Kimmel, David Allen Gooner realized that this was, that she was serious, and his face completely changed from, like, laughing to, like, this dead pain.
1: Yeah. Okay, yes. Put, that up. put it up on Vimeo, man. Send me a link. I got to see this thing. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah, so I always so if I remember correctly, when, when she was on the on the MTV show, same similar thing happened. I don't think those girls had a clue what oh, yeah. they were about to see. They thought she
1: was kidding. Uh, she ain't no joke. She keeps it real. She <laughs> Suzanne keeps it a hundred for sure.
0: Oh, she's 100. genuine.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I love about her the best. She is a hundred percent who she says she is. She ain't faking it. She's not faking the funk. She is. She is all in. Literally all in. So did you
0: have any other acts on on your show that uh, went uh, places or?
1: Oh, let me think. Hmm. It's
0: twenty five years. It's got to be somebody.
1: Twenty five years, man. Yeah, no, but I'll tell you one a uh, real funny thing that I, I I think I mentioned this in an article that I was interviewed once. Um, I remember in the early years of the show, um, people used to send us things. And I got a drawing, I got several drawings from a young actress girl named Paz De La Huerta, De La Huerta. (laughs) And her and her sister used to be big fans of the show. And we met with the older De La Huerta, I'm so bad at the name, De La Huerta of of the song. And uh, I remember uh, Cinnamon calling me because um, when we were doing the MTV show, for Beyond Vaudeville, for the, the wedding episode. We filmed it a, uh, a while, and then we put out invitations to people so they could see it when it hit MTV. So um, Cinnamon calls me from a hair uh, salon, and she goes, you've got to see this, and she rips this thing out of the book. Um, and there's a picture of Paz de la Huerta uh, in, in, I think it was W Magazine, with her and her mother. And... She's putting on her lipstick in the mirror, and on the mirror there is the drawing of me and Cinnamon in the in her mirror. So I was just like, "What?" <laughs> and and um and and it reminds me that she would send drawings of us, and you know she's an artist. Yeah, little Horatia is an artist in Paris doing lots of paintings and stuff like this. Great stuff too. And, um, she, she did a drawing of me, the mass mutant. And she didn't draw one of cinnamon, but she drew one of me. And I remember it was me. I was bare chested. I had rippling abs and a <laughs> belt, uh, name belt buckle. that said ESQ on it. Esquire, you know, and, uh, I think it was jumping over a building or something like that. Something like that. And I had like, you know, yeah.
0: You should do a reunion show.
1: I wish. You know know what? I I wish. I wish. I I don't even know if she even remembers me, man. I I, I even uh, mentioned that in the article. I was just like, man, I wish she remembered me. That that would be so awesome. She remembers our Checkerboard Kids show. That would be cool.
0: I'm sure she does. Why wouldn't if that was her favorite show? Why wouldn't you you forget about what you liked?
1: She's done a lot of living, you know. She's been places and done things, and you know her story is very interesting. She's she's and she she's worked on some really amazing films. She had this one in, indie film that she's been working on, uh, that's been very close to her heart that she was doing and getting going on there. I think uh did a it was it like a fundraiser for to get get the the film finished. And, so like uh, a Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter kind of thing going on there, and I hope she she got that thing going on because I would really love to see it. it was, uh, what I've seen of it is it is high art, high art. So I'd love to see that. So Paz de la Huerta, do your thing, sister.
0: That's a good story.
1: Here, hear. Oh, man, how long have we been talking? Seriously. Uh, just a little over an hour. Wow. I'm sure it'll whittle down to something, but yeah.
0: No, I, <laughs> we just, we don't even edit. I just put it straight up.
1: Okay, cool, man. Well, I mean, I'll,
0: I, I'll probably cut out the beginning when we're trying to figure out who's yeah, figure working. Out. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, well, I feel, I feel very happy with this and satisfied with this, and I felt tired, and I think it's time for me to make my dinner. So I think I'm sure. going to now. But thank you so much for having me on oh, the show. Oh, no, thanks, thanks, thanks for, for talking to us. You well, know, well,
0: I, we'll do it. When the studio opens up, we'll come and do it.
1: Yeah, and then next time Suzanne comes down, we'd love to have the Questionable Podcast. Oh, uh, that would
0: we'll be great. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd love to do that. That would be awesome.
1: Cool. Thank you. Let me see. Let me make sure I went through all my, all my things over here. Ah, okay. Yeah. I pretty much went through everything. I'm good. Oh, you know, what? I did notice one thing that I miss in, okay. in now that this time of quarantine is that I miss hugging people. I miss hugging. I miss high fives. And I remember being online, uh, being online, uh, to get food now they are on these gigantic bread lines and stuff like that. Literally. Um, uh, I remember seeing the people in front of me, and I was being like, "I wish I could just like hug you and kiss you, you know. I wish I could because I just miss like being around humans, you know." Yeah,
0: that that point. That's what I'm th- I'm thinking. There's no way this is gonna last too long. People can't deal with just being isolated forever.
1: Yeah, you yeah, can deal I with predict, a few weeks, but I predict Memorial Day. Yeah, is that? Hold it. I heard the president was saying something like that.
2: We're gonna. We're going to be released from this, and we're going to be able to do this thing. And
1: everybody will miraculously go away, just like a miracle. It will go away.
2: No, I just think (laughs) when summer comes, people are going to be like, I'm going to the beach.
1: They're not going to listen
2: to anybody anymore. They don't give a damn. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I'm I'm ready to get out now.
2: (laughs) Sure.
1: (laughs) Alex Alex is ready. (laughs) Got your jams right on. I got mine ready. Okay, good, good. Well done. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with me. I'm. Hey,
0: thank you, Phil. I'll, we'll talk to you soon then.
1: Right on. Oh yeah. And thank if you, you want to follow me on any of my things, I'm checker Phil on Instagram, checker Phil on uh, Twitter. I'm checker Phil on YouTube, you know, or just look up checkerboard kids. And you'll find me. I'm not too hard to find.
0: All right. I'll send you the files. So
1: right on, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Talk to you thank soon. You, Phil. Right
0: All right. On. Take care, Phil.
1: Thanks. Oh, what you could also do is you could upload it to, um, hold it, to your Gmail, your Gmail account, and I could just download it from there.
0: All right. I'll see how big the file is, and I'll oh, text and you.
1: Also, I do, uh, what's the other one, too? The well, we
0: transfer off. and Dropbox, and I'll see how big the file is. And yeah. i we'll send you a link.
1: However, it's all good. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. No, high five. <laughs> high fives. All right, on, man. Good show. All good right. show. Take care. Definitely. Take care. Peace.